Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the August edition of my One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running throughout 2017. This month will be One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement. My sponsor this month is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 500 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, I would urge you to visit visit Affiliated Monitors at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. As I indicated, this month we're going to look at one month to more effective continuous improvement. We're going to consider auditing and monitoring, the different types of auditing that you can do from third-party auditing, supply chain, data risk auditing, auditing, culture auditing, auditing against fraud. We're going to talk about control testing. We're going to look at continuous improvement through the use of big data. We're going to look at measuring effectiveness, risk-based monitoring, email sweeps as monitoring, and listening as continuous monitoring. I think you're going to find it a fascinating month. And I'm sure at the end of the month, you will have picked up multiple lessons on what you can do to improve your compliance program around continuous improvement. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode, and I hope you'll join me for the entire month. This 2017 One Month to a Better Compliance Program podcast series is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day four, process for continuous controls monitoring. Most chief compliance officers and compliance practitioners understand the need for controls monitoring or in continuous controls monitoring. Whether it be part of your overall monitoring of third parties, employees, or test the effectiveness of internal controls, compliance <coughs> control and continuous controls monitoring is part of a best practices compliance program. Further, most compliance practitioners are aware of the tools which can be applied to continuous controls monitoring that may not be aware, but they may not be aware of how to engage this process. Put another way, how do you develop a methodology for building continuous controls monitoring process that yields sustainable, repeatable results? I recently put that question to one of the leaders in the field, Joe Orengel, a co-founder and principal at Visual Risk IQ. <clears throat> He explained to me that uh, his firm has developed a five-step process for for developing a methodology for continuous controls monitoring. It includes brainstorming, acquiring and mapping data, writing queries, analyzing the report, and then finally refining and sustaining. So today I'm going to go through these five steps, and hopefully it will provide you with some insight that will allow you to develop a methodology for building a continuous controls monitoring process that leads to, that yields sustainable, repeatable results. Number one, brainstorm. <clears throat> under this step, <clears throat> the controls monitoring specialist, subject matter expert, such as one under the FCPA or any other anti-corruption law, and the compliance team member sit down and go through a multi-list item, multi-item list to understand better understand the objectives and set the processes going forward. The brainstorming session will include the planning and monitoring objectives and understanding the data sources available to the team. 
Understanding relationships between the monitoring objectives and data sources is essential to the monitoring process. During brainstorming, the company's risk profile and its existing internal controls will be reviewed and discussed. Finally, there should be a selection of it, controls monitoring queries and privatization thereon. The initial meeting should include <clears throat> company representatives from a, from a variety of disciplines, including compliance, audit, IT, legal, and finance departments, sales, and business development may also need to be considered for this initial brainstorming session. Number two, acquire and map the data. The second step is to obtain the data. <clears throat> there may be a need to discuss security considerations, whether or how to re redact or mark or mask sensitive data and ensure files are only viewable by team members with a need to know. <clears throat> balancing, which of, balancing, which consists of comparing a number of records, checksums, and controls totals between the source file and recalculating as necessary. Balancing is performed to make sure there are no records are dropped or somewhat altered and that the files have integrity. <clears throat> somewhat related is making sure your version of your files used are the right ones. Uh, for example, if you are required to obtain year-end year, year data, year-end close would, could be weeks after the closing entries have been actually recorded depending on the departments engaged in year-end processes. Number three, write the queries. This is where a compliance or FCPA subject matter expert <coughs> or other subject matter expert brings expertise and competence to assist in designing the specific queries to which to include in your continuous controls monitoring process. It could be that you wish to focus on the billing of your third parties, your employees spends on gift travel and entertainment, and even petty cash outlays. From these initial results, <coughs> you would receive back you, you could then refine your queries and filter their criteria going forward. Some of these queries could include business courtesies paid to foreign government officials, payments to brokers or consultants, payments to third-party intermediaries or service intermediaries, payments to vendors in high-risk markets, round-dollar dis disbursements, political contributions or charitable donations, and finally, facilitation payments. Always a bugaboo under any compliance program. Number four, analyze and report. Under this step, you are now ready to begin a substantive review and any needed research of potential exceptions and reporting results. Evaluating the number of potential exceptions and modifying queries to yield meaningful yet manageable number of potential exceptions going forward is critical to long-term success. You should prioritize your initial results by size, age, and source of potential exception. Next, you should perform a root cause analysis of what you might have uncovered. Finally, at this step, you can prioritize the data for further review through a forensic review. An example might be if you look at duplicate payments or, or vendor-to-employee conflicts. Through such an analysis, you determine if there were incomplete vendor records, whether duplicate payments were made, and whether such payments were within the contract terms and conditions. Always a critical element, and indeed, the basis for a FCPA enforcement action, which literally came out this week. Number five, refine and sustain. This is the all-important remediation step. You should use your root cause analysis and any audit information to recalibrate your compliance program as required. At this step, you should also apply the lessons you have learned for your next steps going forward. You should refine through addition or deletion of your input files, thresholds for specific queries, or other qu query refinements. 
For example, if you set dollar limits so low that many potential exceptions resulted for a for a thorough and thoughtful review, you might raise that dollar threshold for monitoring and conti- continuous controls monitoring. Conversely, if you selected an amount that was so low that it did not generate sufficient controls, you could lower your parameter limits. Finally, you should use this step to determine the frequency and speed of your ongoing con- continuous controls monitoring. If you establish your extraction and mapping rules using common data models within your organization, you can use them to generate risk and performance checks going forward. Finally, throughout the use of continuous controls monitoring parameters, you can create metrics which will or internally benchmark your compliance program over time, show show any regulators who might come knocking. So what are today's three key takeaways? It's clear that you have to create a process to monitor your controls, and from that, build continuous controls monitoring. What you need to do is to have a methodology for building continuous controls monitoring process that yields sustainable, repeatable results. Two, bring in a subject matter expert to help write your queries. This is where compliance can overlap with internal audit or internal controls or your outside consultant who is helping you uh, develop the methodology for your continuous controls monitoring. Write specific questions detailing the compliance queries you want to make. And finally, for any compliance program to be effective, you have to reincorporate the information back into your compliance program. So loop it back in. This <clears throat> feedback loop nature of the process by integrating your results going forward. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day four in one month to more effective continuous improvement. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day five. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to more effective continuous improvement in your compliance program. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, please rate this podcast. It was a help in our rankings and also get the word out about the only daily podcast to help you improve your compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and you've been listening to one month of more effective continuous improvement from the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.